0: Welcome to Maelstrom Radio presents Here With Me, a series about the stories people want to share about their journeys with mental illness, trauma, and negative thoughts. We are not professionals, nor are we a substitute for their professional diagnosis or treatments. Please enjoy. Here with me. Uh, This episode, I'm sitting down with Sarah Timono from Phoenix Town Radio, and we're going to discuss uh, Sarah's story. And mental health, and some of my story as well. Uh, welcome, Sarah. Hey there. Uh, welcome to the the mini series. Uh, <laughs> this is uh different for us. Um, but as you know, uh, mental health is very important, and I think that um, even as Final Fantasy 14 or gamers in general, um, I think we all tend to shy away from speaking about it sometimes on our own shows. So, I, I feel that. We can use this platform or my platform and the miniseries as a way to kind of open up the discussion.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's something that even as much as people talk about the importance of talking about there's still this huge stigma around it, still a lot of stuff around that. So just having opportunities to discuss these issues, get them out there, not even as just as, hey, this is something that happens and it's normal to some degree, if maybe not great, but it's not that strange.
0: It's, it's, and you're absolutely right. Uh, how, do, you have, uh, do you have a story you want to share or uh, anything that's going on to you?
1: Huh. So I don't know that I have a full-on narrative story per se. Uh, I was diagnosed about a year and a half ago with major depressive disorder. Uh, It mostly comes in episodes rather than being an all the time thing. So uh, sometimes there'll be like a period of several weeks or a month or so where everything's good. And then there'll be some time, a few weeks or uh, longer where getting out of bed or remembering to take a shower or eating more than maybe a couple pita chips is a little bit of a struggle. Uh, It is something that I'm uh, now managing with uh, medication, though that took a while to get comfortable with uh, for a lot of different reasons Uh, and it's also something that I was doing therapy for a while at the moment I'm not currently doing therapy uh, uh, for reasons I can uh, get into but it's something that if I did feel the need to go back for I'm uh, prepared to do. Uh, I also have friends who work uh, in the mental health field, uh, several who work as therapists and the like so I've discussed a lot of these issues with them. And it's something that I've spent a bit of time thinking about and uh, working on my thoughts and opinions about.
0: Awesome. Yeah. No. I, I, you you mentioned like you 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 don't you're not going to therapy currently. Like I I am still. Um, right. Do you feel like you're 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 pretty off? And like like the, in the perfect world, we never say we're perfect, but uh, do you feel like you're managing? pretty well now based on like your medication and uh where things are you're at
1: yeah so i mean the big things that happened were like i had been going to therapy regularly for quite a while and was something where i uh, learned a lot of tools for how to handle and approach my feelings the problems that i had uh i had been uh it reached a point where for most of it was just like okay i'm checking in uh, there's nothing special to report these things happen. This is how it's managing it. So a lot of it was just touch-up type stuff. Yeah. And then I Actually had a change in my insurance that was coming up and so it's gonna be something where I was considering do I need to look for a new therapist or I'm am I at a point where I feel like I can uh, maintain and so as part of the uh, wrap-up procedures with my previous therapist, uh, when we talked about this, we uh, reached a conclusion that, yeah, I'm kind of in a good place. I've got the tools. This is something where I don't necessarily need regular check-ins on that. I don't need like weekly or every other week check-ins uh, for that kind of maintenance. But if it was something where I needed some reminders or I was having an especially tough time, then I could go and look at uh, seeing a therapist for that. It's kind of like with a doctor. like you may have some serious condition going on where you want to be checking in regularly, or you may get to the point where, Hey, things are mostly good. You know that you should be exercising more and maybe, maybe eating a little less red meat. And you can just come in once every, uh, six months or a year or something. Uh,
0: and, and I, I get that. Like right now, my, my therapist is having me learn how to stop and start to, um, realize my surroundings and and listen to my body and kind of split my mind so that i can start better resonating with people not only my surroundings but with people um
1: interesting yeah sounds kind of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy-ish
0: yes <laughs> um, mm, good stuff that yes so uh a, par- a part of it is is that um I I'm very logical but I also process things very very quickly and react and she wants me to slow down and for me slowing down is probably better with me trying to split my my mind into all right I'm I'm hearing sounds I'm like paying attention to the sound and then also paying attention to the visual thing like we're things where we as humans happen automatically I have to start paying attention to it, where, we're like, you know, we're, we walk, we hear, we listen, we see, we taste, we touch, we feel, and that's all kind of, like, auto-drive, right? Like, unless we're, like, right. purposely going to pay attention, like, oh, okay, I'm going to specifically taste uh, this th- meal I'm cooking for seasoning purposes, so you, you start to focus in on it, where now I have to stop and try to, like, make sure I start to focus in on it, and sh- she's trying to get me to a point where I can walk and do it at the same time which is super interesting yeah
1: yeah uh just uh as humans we can take in and process an incredible amount of information and a lot of that is done without even conscious intervention I mean, think about sitting here, all the sense data you're taking in, the feel of uh, light breezes on your skin, how every bit of your clothing that's touching your skin and the tactile input that's providing, temperature, various light things, all of that is coming in and almost none of it is being paid conscious attention to unless there's something that comes up where it's like, hey, this needs actual thinking about. It's processed practically automatically by a lot of these lower brain systems, which is really handy for some stuff. but then when you've got these bad patterns of how you handle a particular type of situation or how you approach things if you've got these of like i have stuff where i love my parents but they also modeled some not great behaviors on stuff and i know that i'll jump right back to those in a crisis situation or if i'm not thinking about it so taking that moment to actually step out consciously process the data instead of letting it go to this automatic system that i know has some issues
0: yeah it's uh (laughs) it is a uh oh and i had my phone on damn it (laughs) oh well (laughs) no worries i will edit that out i'll get that imposed yes uh the for me a lot of it um like sensory wise prior to my my breakthrough with my dad sensory wise, I was all off. I was all over the map like I would and it, and it would cause me to like react almost viscerally, like almost out. Of, and most people thought like he's just reacting based on emotion and maybe that is. But I, I think almost it was a sensory overload f- for myself and I would take things in all at once and just just explode out sometimes right. anger, jealousy like, and things like that. And far be it for me to be the person to be those things like I don't want to be that like, you know, there's and I, I say it best as I was just desensitized to my depression and what was going on for so long that that I let that that take the wheel and uh, and it kind of ran the show <laughs> when it runs the show. It's yeah. not great. <laughs>
1: yeah it's kind of like when it's going on for long enough it's like oh i guess this is normal and having those moments where you're talking to someone else about it actually thinking and processing through and be like i guess that's not how it works for everyone is it yeah like it- i've had discussions with my dad where he's talking about it's like well it's this thing and so you worry about this it's like this thing that we did in our family That's not how it worked in most families. That's not actually normal. We were just weird and kind of broken. I always hate to call someone broken because it implies all these other things, but the stuff we were doing was not working. And it was not actually a reasonable, same thing that everyone does. But it's so easy to tell yourself that.
0: You're absolutely right. And 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 I'm guilty of it. I'm like the first person to admit, like I was guilty of saying like, I'm broken, I was broken. And, right, and in and the same thing. Like I, I think a lot of it, a lot of usually, at least with, you know, like you, yourself and myself and maybe a few others that we're gonna have, I'm gonna have these conversations with. It'll all point back to childhood, and and I, you know, sometimes, it, like it was great for my father to, to own up to everything. But I have to mm-hmm. think like there may be people out there that didn't get a chance, like their parent passed away before they got to make that you know to confront them or or they don't at all like they just push them away and say i have to learn how to get past this without their input like I, i i'm probably the i'm probably on the rare side of things where you know i got lucky so um yeah it's
1: something where a lot of people just have to kind of try to make what sense they can out of it where there's not necessarily a deeper underlying meaning. It, whatever meaning you can take out of it,
0: yeah, and which it, is kind of hard. It, it is hard. And like for me before that time, like even when I was younger, I think like the biggest thing was that I always kept telling myself, I, I don't want to be like my dad. I don't want to be like my dad. I don't want to be like my dad. And then I became like my dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think my dad did the same thing with his dad. My grandfather was a piece of work.
0: And it's and like, like they're different in a oh go ahead go no, ahead no no go ahead yeah go ahead
1: <laughs> like they're different in a uh, in a lot of ways. There's a lot of stuff where my dad really actively tried to be a very different person, but then there's some stuff with like some of the ways that they approach things, uh, certain types of problems, or the jokes that they make and that he keeps making long after it stops being funny. It's often the times I've noticed when he's the most stressed, when he's not necessarily actively thinking about it and just reverting back to those behaviors that he saw modeled over and over
0: yes yeah, i was talking to uh my friend uh from high school who remembers uh and she was around during that like my especially like that time before i think i kind of shut down and she mm-hmm. remembers around she wants I, I i think i pushed it down like that's the funny thing like she remembered it clear as day i didn't and i think it's because i I had bottled it up so long and and put it away um that it was my 17th birthday and and like i was her parents were like her parents got me a cake and got me a card and her parents like bought a new house specifically with an extra room because they wanted me to move in like they were on the i'm trying to they they were on the verge of like once he's 18 like we want him to live with us because they were so worried about my home life they wanted to have me to have a better uh, family life and um right it was i was 17 and i I was turning i was about to turn 18 and i was like all right i'm 18 you know like or about i was about to turn or i was about to turn 17 i was like all right 17 like cool my parents will more than likely like call me at least and say happy birthday and you know, I go home and nobody's home, which is was the average. It's like, all right, well, nobody's home, and then, like, no call from either parent. My mom Aww. ended up giving me like a card like three weeks later. She's like, "Oh, I forgot to give you your card," and my dad just forgot, like, never. And Ouch! I was devastated. Like, I was just devastated because I was like so hyped. So I was like, "Yeah, it's my birthday!" Like everybody else, like her parents remembered. Like they they had the cake there. They they invited front my friends over and and stuff like that and then like threw me apart like and it was sad she said it was it was sad to see me so happy one day with that the cake and everything and then and then ultimately defeated right and um in she said it's it was a great like this great twist and she' said and then she's like that's when she kept she pinpointed exactly she's like that was the very moment she's like I am ne- I won't be like my father I won't be like him I would never forget my my son's birthday you know right and and she's like I, she told me that she's like and then you know 10, ten years you were your father <laughs> 10 years just father.
1: right because I mean like one of the things I'm hearing uh, in that is that you really wanted your parents to be these certain people these people who would remember your birthday and care about these things that are important to you where even if they might say oh yeah we love him we care about him they don't necessarily do this thing that's really important to you for showing that and so like you wanted them to be these really different people and they weren't and that sounds like it would be really devastating
0: it sucked (laughs) it did like once i remembered it, it i remember like how much it sucked like it hurt and I, I yeah. kind and I kind of like I think I think that was the point where I started slowly telling myself like I, I really don't need anybody. And I once once I think I set that in place, I think that was it. Like I just that's when that journey started and that journey of I don't need anybody happened and then it became you're right, and it became my normal. It became my I was and then it eventually became desensitized because I kept telling myself I don't need anybody.
1: Right, and it's like that's such an easy story to tell yourself. And there's like this thing at the core of it of like, I don't want to need anybody. I don't want to be in this position where I'm vulnerable to being hurt this way. Exactly. Like needing people and wanting uh, caring about caring about what your parents did and thought was this thing that made you vulnerable and made you get hurt. And so you didn't want to uh, have that. And that doesn't have anything to do with whether you actually can be that person, but we very much often want things that we can't have so it's not going to keep you from wanting it
0: you're you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and it was yeah. super tough like super like and I, I remember like like having to sit down and actually take time to reflect like really really reflect on the past years i could think back to times where like internally I was telling myself you don't need to push these people away they care about you they genuinely they genu- genuinely want you to be a better person like genuinely want to get you help they genuinely want to be a part of your life and I would find ways or kinks in their armor to, to get them out and, right. and, and it sucked because I like you could see like I could think back and like I hurt a lot of people not in a vicious or malicious way like I would just hurt them as, as people and then they would you know like well i'm not gonna be his friend or be around him if he's gonna be right. this way so right. see, see you i guess and then yeah it's something where
1: i definitely i had experiences like that as well and i've talked with my dad about his experiences he had similar where it's like hey this is what i want to do this is it's like i want to be able to talk to people about these things i want to be able to be this close I have no idea how that actually looks like in practice. How the hell do you talk to someone like this? Where we can want this all we want, but oftentimes, especially if we've had that really bad modeling of stuff in our formative years in the environment we grew up in, we don't really know how to uh, do that. I remember one of the things I did group therapy stuff for a while as well. And one of the things that we ended up doing a lot was just role playing and trying to walk through conversations and talk with others as we were doing it, just to build up different ways. For, okay. It, like If you want to talk to someone about your feelings, this is how it works. This is how listening to other people works. Stuff that when you say it that way, it sounds like, oh, it's such a basic social skill, but it's still a skill it's still something that needs to be learned and practiced and so often you just don't have the tools
0: yeah you (sighs) you nailed it right on the head and it and when when you and when other people try to help you get those tools or want to help you achieve those goals that you you want to set like i'm going to get better or and like they see it, they see it in you. Like he's got the ability. Like, like I can, I can teach. I have those skills. I can te- help him. And then, right? And you, you turn turn on him. It's, it's not great. Been...
1: Yeah, there's a reason that uh, therapists get master's degrees. This is not that easy to teach, and you really don't want it to be done by someone you're close to. It's better when it's someone who's not directly involved in your shit. Who doesn't have a personal stake in it like it lets them have the distance to actually look at it and see hey this is what's going on these are the patterns that i'm observing does that sound right to you like doing that with someone you're close to that's fucking
0: hard it is it is very hard and that, I mean, you know, I don't think either of us are saying, like, don't lean on your friends or your family. Like, I mean, if you're if you're hurting or if you feel like you are you need help, please, you know, go reach out to friends and family. But remember, they're Absolutely. not like just like Sarah and I are not experts. They're not experts unless they have a master's <laughs> degree in therapy, I guess. But
1: <laughs> Even then, like as a general thing, once like I think a lot of them get taught you do not therapize your friends and your family. Like when I was at some of my hardest points, friend of mine who was a therapist, the main thing she did was ask a couple of questions. I was like, "Hey, it's like I've noticed this. Is this something you've ever considered?" And she was encouraging me in a way that actually worked, where no one else had been able to do it before, just with the stuff she was pointing out, noticing, like, to talk to a therapist who was not her because seeing it was like i know jeff too well i'm entangled in all these things i cannot be an effective therapist for him
0: yeah Uh, even my therapist told me she's like even i had my own like darkness that she's like i was dealing with she's like and i still deal with sometimes and she's like and she always said she's like it's 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 learning how to cope and deal with it so that it doesn't present itself on an outward platform towards others and uh Mm you know f- for her it was uh, she plays tennis so it comes out on the courts and she's very aggressive and interesting yeah and it was very, very interesting talk and it's and, and she's like for you it's very much you know if you feel like you have connections with people and you're you, you start to tell yourself this lie that they don't belong you start to generate your own despair and hate and anger towards them so that you find you know these like little things that you can pick up on she and she even said she's like you're great at reading people she's like that is that is a wonderful thing to have you have the gift of gab you you can read people because the problem is that you you're good at it but you use it against yourself not to help yourself and <laughs> she's like if you know if somebody tells you x you're gonna you're gonna play and she she her and i described it as like a, kind of like i was playing chess and i was always trying to be three moves ahead of everybody mm-hmm. and uh so like if because
1: if, then you're in a position of power you mm-hmm. can't get hurt if you're the one with control over it yep yep yeah that was one thing that came up a lot in a lot of discussions as well about the dynamics of power and a lot of things that that goes into and- Going around this, so trying to avoid being hurt. It was this really interesting thing. Don't know that we have time to go into all of that. That would be in a separate show in and of itself. But the dynamics of power in those relationships are really fascinating.
0: They they are, and it is so weird when they, they, that that shift in power can happen. And I think a lot of my struggle is what um, I had a friend, and the power the power would shift because my I would try to. Like tell myself like I don't want to hurt this person, so the power would shift back onto them, and then right. and then we'd be okay for a bit, and then I'd shift back, and then I'd be like, Nope, gonna screw this. Like, Here it goes. <laughs> so, <laughs> <sighs> it, it made things very very difficult, and like and you know now it's, you know, they, and this and this goes for anybody listening. Like just know that it's it's hard to come back from that because even though you you can come back and say, hey I'm sorry and I've, I've worked on a lot of things and I've changed and I'm still working and I'm still changing and growing as a person every day they may they may still see you for what you've done and that that is always hard and but the best advice I can give you because I'm learning it now is don't don't beat yourself up over it ex let, let them show first of all two things sorry is nothing without. Change. Like, you need to show change. You need to show them that you've worked out things, and that's going to take time. And the other thing that's going to take time is them seeing that you've actually changed and seeing that they yeah. made those differences. um I'm lucky it's, that. Go ahead.
1: Uh, and it's something where it's like, you can't expect it to necessarily go back to the same relationship it was before because stuff has changed. It doesn't mean you can't have a good relationship. It's just going to be a different one i think i've seen a lot of cases where people get hung up on. it's like oh we need to get it exact back to exactly where it was it's like it's like you can't unring a bell it's going to be different that doesn't mean it's going to be that bad but it is going to be different and accepting it's like okay these are new boundaries this is the new form of things like those are the ones where i've had the most uh, success where it's like i can start to understand and accept that things are different. You're like, okay, what's this new thing we're going to build that's worked so a little bit differently, but works for us.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's probably the, like, that's great. Great that you're saying that. that's great advice as well, because really, like, you, you I don't want the same relationship, because I wasn't, like, I, I couldn't trust I was that person. <laughs> I, I couldn't even trust that the things I said to this person, I was like, I, I, like, I couldn't trust myself. And I don't want to have... yeah. I don't want that to be the basis of this new f- friendship, um, and I want I'd rather be the basis be a positive one and a better one because I want them to see me in a better light, and yeah, and and that can speak volumes to people. Like I'd like I'd rather you see me in this new light because that can change everything. Because things they may have felt not felt may change and they could be a better friend this time. Or like even though you were close, like you could be close friends, you could be even closer friends and yeah and, and that's the like and that's i think that's a great way so you don't, don't lose hope out like don't be like well they're they're all well, just gonna be an arm length friendship like it's gonna take time like but you have to like if you if you want it like if you feel like hey i want this friendship with this person and they also say hey listen like i'm willing to give you the time but you just have to be amicable and just let it naturally like just like anything else relationships take time and naturally should be naturally progressing like don't force anything yeah. to happen.
1: I really want to highlight something you said there, because I think it's really good. Uh this idea that's like, hey, this old relationship, it was between this person that you were, this person that you were being, and your friend. And you don't want to be that person. So if you're trying to have that old relationship, you're still trying to be that old person. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really useful insight there. So I definitely want to highlight.
0: Thank, thank you. It, it, it's, it's true. Like, I don't... I don't ever want to return to being that person because that person hurt a lot of people, and not just just them, a lot of other people as well. And it's it was hard. Like it's like for me, I, I'll I'll and it, call me a softy, whatever. Like, and I know some people. I will always carry those things I did, and not as guilt or as a punishment to myself, but as reminders of where i'm going to like i don't want it i I don't want those actions to ever happen again because i saw what those actions did you know it's in one of those things where like i've made my bed i'll bear my cross sort of situation um but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit there and every day and just say like well i'm just depressed about it and then i'm gonna just carry it with me it's not that it's more of a this is what i did this is what i'm working towards so I don't do these things again and these people deserve yeah. better and I'm going to give them better. So, and, and myself, it'd be and, like, and if, myself.
1: <laughs> it'd be like, if something bad happened that was external, like, it's like, okay, suppose I crashed and wrecked my car. It's like, I'm in my car by the side of the road. It's like, well, that sucked. Okay. What am I going to do now? It's like, this sucks, but it is also what I am dealing with. So it's like, how am I going to go forward? Given that this did happen, I can't make it unhappen, but I can at least figure out, okay how should i handle things now this happened so what do i need to do to get safe to protect myself to get a new car like i feel it's a little maybe a little glib choosing an example like that but if you've got something that happened outside of you that's the way you'd handle it you'd be like well that sucked but i'm not going to sit around bemoaning my car forever i'm going to figure out okay what's next this mm-hmm. sucks what do we do
0: yeah and You always remember your first car crash, right? Like you always remember like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you always remember it. And you're like, well, that's, that happened. But then (coughs) you've moved on. You got a new car, you got all this. Um,
1: Yeah. And thinking about it, like when I drive, there are definitely some things I'm a bit more careful and watchful about. Also, it wasn't a crash, but I did once get a massive ticket for not fully stopping when making a right turn on red. And oh my god, do you believe, can you believe that I stopped fully before each one. It was like, yeah, it sucked. It's not something where I'm where I'm like beating myself about it forever, but it is definitely shaping how I drive. I'm a lot more careful about some things. Yeah. I like that metaphor. I'm keeping that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad we, we got we got a couple we got a metaphor out. Of it. but it's good. It, it's good because yet again, if you're listening to this and you're dealing with what, what I'm dealing with or not what I'm dealing with and you're going through your own your battles or journey, you know, just just take take a second and, and take a step back and you know just tell yourself, you know, the person I am now is not going to be the person I am tomorrow. And the person that in the day after that is going to be a better person. And then you can tell, you can start telling those people, like, listen, you know, and, and I'm guilty of it. Like, I've always been the person that's like, give me another chance. Even like, cause I, like I said, like internally, there's a little voice that's like, well, I'm not that bad of a person. Try and like, and like, but you know, big brain takes over. <laughs> then it's his then game over. So if you're like me yeah. where you've made those consistent I'm sorry and I and I mess up and I'm sorry and I mess up you may have to like take a step back and say listen I know what I've done I, I know it's not easy to to sit here and and to, I mean and I, and I won't even ask for it like I, mean, I didn't like I sat down I said I'm not gonna I, I will apologize to you I don't expect you to give me forgiveness I and I said all I can do is say you know I can ask you to give me time and you know take time for yourself to see if things change um, but you know and your first step is always going to be you know if you haven't gotten the help yet is take a step back first and say what can I do to start myself on this path so I don't ruin the relationships I have in my life like and that's I think a big thing for me is that I've done this for ten years and I've, I've lived a very very lonely life like i'm very grateful for people in my life that have stuck around and and for various different reasons and rather they're very patient with me like shin who's very 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 patient with me and he's my best friend um so great guy yes (laughs) um (laughs) who who told me a few weeks ago um, gave me the best advice that I think I needed to hear he didn't tell me what I wanted to hear he told me what I needed to hear was that oh very good friend yes and he's like you've done so much for so other people regarding he's like regardless if it was because you had because you wanted to feel needed he's like you did a lot of good he's like for charities for the people that we know the friends that we know you did a lot a lot of good and it it's time for you to focus on yourself don't worry about me don't worry about anyone else he's like you need to focus on you and he was right like if i tried to bring up anything that was up with him he wouldn't even he wouldn't even take the time to like acknowledge it
1: yeah sometimes that can be a way to kind of take the focus off yourself and avoid thinking about these things yeah. i've certainly done my share of charity work as displacement activity
0: <sighs> and not a know, great habit yeah no i mean i mean, did we? We did a lot of good. Like we, we, like anybody that's listened or watched our show or or supported us through Extra Life and then the live stream that we did last year. Like you know that we like it was all from a place of good. We were trying to do some good, but it was also a reason for me to be like, all right, I can spend twenty four hours not thinking about me and and do it to 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 help kids, or or help you know stop cyberbullying. And like it took the focus off me, and even if it was just that one day it it was one day less i had to think about what was going on internally right um and it's the same with other people like you may you may be like me where you're you go to others and you're like you need help you need like not focusing not not helping yourself but helping others and pushing what y- you need off to the side
1: yeah i remember you remind me of uh, i remember one time a friend was a uh, he was moving. I had offered to help him move, and it turned out I wasn't actually very good at lifting a lot of things. I was not very strong. Uh, I didn't know where a lot of stuff went. And as time went on, it's just kind of—I was kind of it. Well, not kind of. I was mostly in the way of other people who were more experienced and knew a bit more of what they were doing. And I was so focused on I need to be helpful. I need to be helping that I wasn't considering whether I actually was helpful here. And, like, probably the most useful thing I could have done would be to step back and be like, okay, make sure people are getting water. Hey, maybe I can take care of ordering some pizza for this. But I wanted to be involved in this really active, visceral way on my own terms. And it became something where it was clearly more about my need to help than about what actually helped my friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do hope one thing that people will take away from this hearing you talk about it is this idea that's like, I know myself, I know others who have gotten this idea of like, oh, I'm this terrible person, I've done these bad things, Turning this kind of hopeless, oh, this is what I am, this is what I will be. And being able to see, it's like, you can be, like, people who have uh, that kind of thing in their past, in their present, can still build this better life for themselves, can still, like, learn these things, work on these better models, that it's not something where, oh, this is just the nature of who you are, that you do have a lot of agency in trying to figure out what sort of life you want to lead.
0: Yeah, it's, it's never too late. Um, yeah. I'll be 34. It's hard.
1: Don't get me wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be 34. Like, and if, you, you know, if you're younger than me, by all means, go, go get it now. No. Like, like, go... <laughs> 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 I'm older than you,
1: but by a year. Ooh, yeah, but, uh two years and uh, a couple weeks
0: but don't you but feel yeah like in, as <laughs> say, don't, don't you feel very relieved that you're like hey at least I now even regardless of how many you're you know we have a short amount of time on this planet but regardless of how much time yeah. we have on this planet I'd rather have that time filled with I'm living the best life that I can lead I'm happy and the others and I, I, I can support not only myself and my happiness but also surround myself with amazing people that are also happy. That's a yeah.
1: And like, my parents only really started on this stuff in the last three or four years, mostly after they saw me starting on it, which was like the nicest thing that I could have heard. That's like, hey, me doing this started to inspire them to be like, okay, maybe we can work on our own thing. And they're certainly a lot older. They certainly have fewer years left. But I mean, as long as you've got any time left, you might as
0: well make it not suck, right? Yeah, absolutely. And my, my stepmom me and my dad go to get therapy because she <laughs> she wanted well she wanted to save the relationship but that's yeah. why that's why he was so willing to sit down and be like you know what son you're right i own everything and it was,
1: it's also oh go ahead i
0: said so it was a, and it's a great you know having that be unprovoked or like begging or saying hey dad t- t- in order for me to get my breakthrough in therapy i need you to own this it wasn't that at all like it was very right very eye-opening and cathartic,
1: right? It's definitely something where uh, some of it is a little easier as you get older. Uh, I know that, like, just in terms of brain development, that doesn't stop until our mid twenties, which is why you can have otherwise perfectly brilliant seeming high school and college students who do the stupidest shit. Like, decision-making lobes in the brain do not actually finish developing for another few years, so I can get a lot of it being hey you're just not there yet or a lot of it was also having enough experiences that i could look back on and start to be like oh hey i was doing this when this happened oh hey there seems to be a pattern here there's another three things that fit into that having enough stuff to look back and start being able to put together those patterns yeah so i think it gets easier as you get older it, it does. Or at least it can get easier. <laughs> I've certainly also known my share of people who are in their 50s and 60s who are still acting like high schoolers, so.
0: I've seen that as well.
1: Yeah. It's no guarantee, but it at least. From what I've seen, it seems to get a little easier as you get older.
0: Absolutely. Still uh, takes work, though. Yeah, it does. It's. <laughs> So it's always gonna take work, but the the work is worth it in the end, honestly. Oh yeah. So so worth it. Mm-hmm.
1: I like the me I am a lot better now.
0: You're a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. I mean, we we talked. You're pre- awesome too. Thank you. We I mean we <laughs> talked we talked previously, like not just before this but like a few day, like maybe a few days ago, and right. uh, and and lucky as I am I've, I've been talking to a few other people but it's it's great getting not only that comfort but also insight from people saying hey listen like I may not have you know I may have not gone through what you went through exactly but I'm here I hear you I understand and I'm here to support you and it's yeah. it's great it's just great to have that support system I-
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that helped me a lot was that idea of building a support system, a support network, not just like, hey, these people are my friends because I got people who are friends, but these are people who specifically are good for support in this type of thing, who can be this support system. Uh, So it's not just being a friend, like that's an important quality, but there's other stuff to it as well. And there are people who I love and care about who are great people who are not really great as a support network, and that's not a knock against them. It's just not what I need for that support. But that concept of, hey, there are these people I can reach out to and talk to and get support, get that insight, get those other things, that was also a really major game changer, I think.
0: Yeah. It did, it, it, helped. Hmm. it helped the days I wasn't in therapy or the or the, the, the gap in between therapy sessions sometimes. It made it. Mm-hmm. It made it all the difference. Like if I felt like I just needed, like not not even like a, like a I need to talk about my issues, but even just like hey, I just need to pick me up, and then you know just like that ten minute, fifteen twenty minute chat would make all the difference in my day, and yeah, it was great.
1: I, I had a couple friends where it was just essentially, I need to get out for a bit. Can we just like go to the mall and walk around and look at stuff? And they knew it was because like hey not doing so well, needs a little bit of time, it is a support network thing, but I wasn't necessarily asking them to listen to my problems, just be like, hey, someone I can spend some time with and do something that's going to help me relax a little bit and get myself into a better headspace. Yep. Like, there's lots of different forms that your support network can take.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, we're, mm. uh, we're coming up on the 45-minute mark. Uh, Sarah, is there anything you want to share with anybody or, or, or anything you want to say before we uh, end this episode?
1: Um, I mean, if it, I'm sure it's been talked about before, but just a reminder that uh, there are mental health resources that are available uh, to, uh, to all uh, populations, all incomes. Uh, if you're in the United States, uh, your county or parish in some places, which is a county but with a different name, will generally have a mental uh, health support line that is there to connect you with resources in your area, therapists, other things like that. It's something where there are options for, and it is also something where I understand it is totally hard to make that call. I had to be sitting next to a friend while I did it. So I don't fault you for it being hard, but it's a resource that's out there. It's something where uh, anyone who I hope is in that kind of situation will make use of. Uh, There's a lot out there. It's, I guess I mostly want people to feel like hey you're not necessarily alone in this there are people who want to help you out you are worth this
0: you're, you absolutely are if, if Sarah's worth it and I'm worth it you're worth mm. it as
1: well people in general are pretty decent they're trying their best
0: yep every day every day <sighs> well Sarah I want to thank you so much uh do you want to plug anything before you go
1: oh klaus is going to like murder me if i don't mention uh phoenix down radio uh we're on itunes stitcher a bunch of other podcast services he always does this talk i mostly just write the lore segments. <laughs> um but we do uh a live show every other week and then uh we t- package that up into a podcast format as well uh twitch.tv slash phoenix down radio and then there's probably a bunch of other things for that that class uh, knows these things uh i am on twitter at f f x i v s e y r r where i mostly tweet uh, things that i cooked recently or funny stuff that i found uh working at the library
0: it's true i've seen it <laughs> with my own eyes Uh, of course, uh, you can find, uh, us at maelstrom radio, uh, it's maelstrom underscore radio and also our website MaelstromRadio.com. If you are, our DMS are open. So if you want to reach out to us, please reach out to us. We will be happy to listen to you if you need a, just a, a sounding board, um, come find us and, uh, say hi, or if you just need, or if you, if. If this helps you or if you're you looking for resources and you don't know where to look but you know come reach out and we'll we'll be happy to help you in any way we can uh, I want to thank Sarah and this has been episode two of Decade of Darkness uh, episode three uh, is going to have Paul Metal from Moo Go Around Radio Sarah thank you again for coming on and uh, you have a good day All right, thank you for having me this was wonderful Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to Here With Me. Please stay tuned for more episodes in the series.